Praise the Lord. If you can turn to Acts chapter, why don't we do this, chapter 1. See if I can get my device working. Acts chapter 1. Thank you, sir. And uh, verse number 8. Can't hear me? Oh, thought somebody said it. Acts chapter 1, verse number 8. And then we'll be going down to John chapter 4, verse number 4. Both of these are familiar verses of scripture. Can I have that on the uh, screen? Acts chapter 1, verse number 8. There we are. But ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. John chapter 4 and verse number 4. And he must needs go through Samaria. Everybody say through. Uh, he did not say I need to go to Samaria. But I need to go through Samaria. I want to preach to you in this subject. Let's go through Samaria. Why don't you clap your hands to the Lord one more time and give him thanks. That's due unto his name. What a great God we serve. What a great church that we are a part of. Amen. Praise God. You can be seated. I struggled with trying to communicate this, but I'll just jump right into it. Jesus said, let's go through Samaria. We are very familiar with this uh, passage of scripture. We've heard it uh, many, many times. And uh, But I want to present to you uh, this scripture from another angle, if you will. Uh, I believe there are a uh, number of misconceptions concerning uh, this passage of scripture and uh, the people of Samaria in and of themselves. We know for a fact, based on uh, Second Kings, that the people in Samaria, the Samaritans, were an, uh, a basically uh, mixed or uh, half Jews. Uh, people from uh, the land of Assyria had uh, moved into the land based on the king of Samaria, and they began to intermarry. And uh, basically, when we read commentaries, we find that uh, it is said often that the, the problem that the Jews had with the uh, Samaritans is the fact that they, or was the fact that they were not full, fully Jews. They were a mixed breed, and why I a mixed group of people, and why I agree with that particular statement. Uh, I think there's a little more to the story, and, and so I just want to communicate that, and I want to relay that to us, or relate that to us today. And so I, when I began to to look at this and study this, and and study the people in, in Samaria, I found out something very interesting. We know first of all that there were more than uh, just the Samaritans that were. Uh, mixed multitude, if you will. You'll find throughout scripture that everybody that uh, was considered uh, a, uh, the people of God were not necessarily 100% with the bloodline from the Hebrew people. We see uh, from scripture that Rebecca uh, uh, was not a, a 
from that particular family. We go on and see Joseph's wife was a Gentile. Moses married an Ethiopian woman. And, and you go on and on and you look through the scriptures. Solomon obviously had a whole lot of women that were not Israelites. Amen. And so we see uh, uh, the uh, key people in scripture uh, uh, time and time again where they were not all fully Jews. And, and, and I have to believe if the scripture indicated these people, there were many other people that we do not know about that had bloodlines from other nationalities and other people. Hello. So inside of that nation, everybody wasn't just 100% Jews. So I don't believe that was the full problem with the Jews concerning the Samaritans. The scripture says, as we read, that the Jews had no dealings with the Samaritans. It did not say the Samaritans did not have any dealings with the Jews. And when you look at scripture, you'll see that the problem was not that it was a Bad, a bad group of people. And sometimes when we look at the stories, we say, well, Samaritan, when you think of Samaritan, you think of a low life, so to speak, when you read, hello? We kind of label them and put a, a bad mark on them because they are the Samaritans. The problem wasn't the race that was an issue for the Jews. The problem was the spiritual and the religious aspect. You see, the Samaritans were the Jews' competition. Samaria had its own mountain that they worshipped on. And when we find Jesus going through Samaria, meeting the woman at the well, and we, we, we know the story, and I don't have the time to get all into the ins and outs, but, but he, he went to talk to this particular lady, and she talked about the mount that the Samaritans worshipped. They had a temple, if you will, a temple that was just like the one, or very similar to the one in Jerusalem. And they worshipped the same God. They had the same forefathers. As a matter of fact, she said, are you greater than my father, Jacob? Hey, I'm sitting at Jacob's well, and this is Samaria. We know Samaria was a great city in the Bible. You read that the kings of the north in Israel were, were uh, a part of Israel, and they had that particular land that they reigned from. And so the, the city of Samaria in and of itself has heritage or had heritage that belonged to the Jewish people. That wasn't really the big problem. The problem was they, and as a matter of fact, they had the Ten Commandments just like the Israelites. They believed in the same laws. Even to this day, the Samaritans actually worship in that particular same mount. They believed, they had the, the first five books of the Bible. They believed in the prophets. As a matter of fact, with the lady, when she communicated at the well with Jesus, she got into a dialogue with him about her fathers about, and about what they believed. So the issue was religious. They had the same father, but not the same mother. Belonged to a different church. They had some of the right practices. They had some of the right religion. They had some of the right teachings, but they didn't have it quite all right. And so the Israelites had a, pre a problem with this group of people because they felt like they were a threat to their beliefs. 
And so Jesus said, I must needs go through Samaria. I know we always want to make this all about the woman at the well. And I believe she was the impact. I believe she was the person that was responsible. I believe she was the key. But I don't think it was all about the women. I believe that Jesus said, I must go through Samaria. And you read in Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8, you'll find that when when Jesus began to communicate to his disciples, he said, go ye into all the world. He began to tell them about what was going to transpire. You are going to receive power from on high. And I want you to know that this thing is going to move from outside of Jerusalem. It's going, it's going to go into my people in Judea. But then I want you to understand that it's going to have to go to and through Samaria before it can reach the entire world. And here this woman is sitting at the well and Jesus is communicating with her and she was surprised because Jews did not have any dealings with her. And also concerning the woman, I think there's misconceptions. And Bishop, you have to straighten this all out later. <laughs> but I, I, I read and I hear about the different things with this woman. I, and I, I'm studying and I'm reading scripture and I said, well, I don't see the scripture that says that. I know what it says, but sometimes we read into it. Or we look at a commentary and then it becomes doctrine or it becomes the gospel or it becomes the word and it makes the real word of God of none effect. Now this woman, it says, came to the well at uh, an hour that she should not have. I understand that. I mean, most people come at the well at six o'clock or six o'clock in the evening. Or just before six o'clock in the evening. But uh, it, we find this woman at the well at an inopportune time when it was too hot. The water was low. What is she doing at the well? What we say that the Bible doesn't say is that the whole town shunned her. So she came at the well at that time. I got a question for you. Where were all, all the other bad, wicked women? Surely there was somebody else in the whole big town. There had to have been somebody else that the town said, I don't want any part of you that showed up at the well. So where were all these other bad, wicked, terrible, horrible women? Obviously, they didn't have a problem, so they came when everybody else came. Maybe, could it be, hypothetical, that it wasn't that how the, uh, the, how the people felt about her, but maybe how she felt about herself. It's one or the other. And if it's about how the town felt about her, there had to have been a whole lot of other women that the town felt bad about, and they should have been there also. But she found the right place, the right time to come, because she didn't want to be around anybody else. We also say, well, she was so wicked and so bad because she had five husbands. Well, I, I kind of studied that out, and do you know the Egyptians, as wicked as they were, the king, as powerful, the, the pharaoh, as powerful as he was, that even he knew in those, in those regions that he could not marry a woman that had a husband that was alive. So he killed him. And then he could marry him. We see in scripture that Judah had several sons. The one son married Tamar. We know what happened to him. He didn't last long. He died. Not you. It was the responsibility of the next person, the next male in line, not just in Israel. 
That was just the culture over there. The next person in line would marry her. Well, that, that's what happened. Married Tamar, he died. Things aren't looking good. So then Judah said, hey, my, my youngest son, you're not getting him. He, no, I, that, that's not going to happen. So he refused to give her, 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 her um, his son to Tamar. That was the scripture that said uh, they wanted to tempt Jesus, the, the Pharisees. They, and they said, well, Jesus, I have a question for you. Well, there was a man who married a woman and he died. And then uh, the next one came, his, 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 his uh, relative, and, and he died. And then the next one came along and, and he died. And the next one came along and he died. And it got to the seventh uh, brother or the seventh relative. And then Jesus said, they all died. The woman died. Now, whose wife shall she be in heaven? Jesus said, you err, you don't know the scripture. The woman wasn't a bad person because she had seven husbands. She was in heaven. Because that was the law. So when you look at this woman and you look at that region, the Samaritans, as I said, had the same law. They believed in stoning. Same, same. They had the five five books. They, they read them. Hey, stone, stone. And so, now, let me get someone. I'm, I'm just pick on you. And so here we are. She gets, you, you're too young right now. You're too young. She gets married to the first guy. It's no young, young. No, no, I won't, I'll just, you know. And so, he dies. That's okay. Just, just sit down. Just act like you're young. And then he dies. The second one. He dies. I'm just hypothetical. It makes more sense when I read the story about her. And then the, and read the, the heritage and everything else in the land. And then the next one. Three. Is that four? Did I pick you yet? Three. Four. I, I understand. I say He dies. Five. And he dies. Now, here's the sixth guy. Hey, you know it's the law in that land. You're supposed to marry her because you're the next in line. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Every, last time I checked, they all died every time somebody marries her. Forget that. Hey, are you look, obviously she must have been all right. She had five husbands at one time. So he said, okay, you're okay, but uh, I don't want to die. So when we look at the passage of scripture, Jesus comes to this woman at the well at that moment. She was not more so worried about her past. It was her present condition. She was not, she was with the man and wasn't married. Don't tell me a woman who has been married five times don't want to get married the sixth time. She got married five times. Surely she want to get married the sixth time. Are you kidding me? You're going to be seated. And she could not have been a harlot because harlots did not marry. It wasn't a harlot. When you look at her conversation she had with Jesus, she was thirsty. Give me this water. She knew about the forefathers. Our fathers worship in this mountain. But you Jews say we're supposed to worship in this mountain. She was also looking for the Messiah. I know when the Messiah comes, he's going to tell us all things. And so the confusion is the people of Samaria weren't 
bad people. They had the same laws. But they were just a competition. But Jesus said, I must needs go through Samaria. There are some people in Samaria. They don't have all truth. They have half truth. They worship the same father, but they don't have the same mother. I have hope for these people. In order for me to reach this world, I got to go through Samaria first. I got to, we must needs go through Samaria. You find this woman now. Jesus is communicating, hey, I'm going to give you the waters of life and so on. He, you know, tells it all. And then he gets to the crux of the matter. He says this, okay, you, you want this water and all that? Okay, great, great. We, we, we talked about all this. You're looking for the Messiah, I'm he, and he, he didn't reveal himself to a lot of people. Are you the Messiah? You say it. Just tell us plainly, Jesus. And he, he, did, he didn't make things plain for people, even his disciples. But he made things plain for her. And so he tells this woman, gets to the right to the heart of the matter. Go get your husband. He didn't deal with her past. He was dealing with her present. So I believe it was her present condition at that time that caused her to be that well at that particular time. And so when she uh, went out to, he, oh, well, let me backtrack. She said, he said, go get your husband. And she says, uh, I, don't, I don't have a husband. And that was it right there. I don't have a husband. I want to be married, but I don't have a husband right now. And then Jesus said, I, you're right. You've been married five times. And we, and she, and just, oh, you must be a prophet. We know the rest of the story. And so what happens is the disciples come back and his disciples, well, what's going on? He sees, they see the woman leaving and Jesus said, Hey, I had meat that you know not of. And then he began to, if it was all about the, the, the uh, or the woman at the well, Jesus would have just packed up. I mean, they brought food back. He didn't even eat. He said, that's okay, I'm not hungry. I, I got food that you know not of. And, and then he went on and had a further conversation. He began to tell them, hey, look, um, say not four months. And then come to the harvest. The harvest is here right now. What? What are you talking about? That's right. The harvest is right now. There are a group of people right now that I'm trying to reach. And, and you can't see them because they don't believe just like you believe. We must go through Samaria. Now get this. This woman goes to reach people who be like... Ten minutes ago, didn't want to have anything to do with her, right? Right. So she was just such a reject from society that just because she had a conversation with Jesus, I know a preacher's good, I know. She had a, such a wonderful, powerful conversation with Jesus that now everybody just, woo! Just all, you know, magically. I know a preacher's well. But chances are, maybe they didn't look at her like we claim they look. That's not in the Bible. I'm sorry. Somebody else could be, but it's not in there. It doesn't say that. When she came to the people, she must have had enough respect for, if they believed this woman was a hard, they please. I don't believe you met the Messiah. Come on. And so they, the whole town comes back. 
And Jesus begins to talk and to preach and minister to this whole town. Why? Because he had to go through Samaria. And we find in scriptures, as as we read in Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8, there was a progression. The progression was, I'm going to have a revival amongst my people in Jerusalem. And it's going to spread throughout Judea. And then we're going to go into Samaria where people don't believe quite like we do. And then we're going to impact this world. We're looking for end time apostolic revival could it be that God is telling us uh, why don't we stop trying to go around people that don't quite believe like we believe they're halfway there we can just do you know how many how much resources there are we get in our jobs and somebody is talking religiously we don't want to talk to them because we they believe differently so we go around we go around the Samaritans Oh, there's a sinner. Hey, let me tell you about Jesus. I believe. As a matter of fact, I, I went to, I researched and I found every major revival. It started with people of God. Some that didn't believe it like we believe it. Azusa Street didn't start off with apostolics. It started off with Pentecostals. Actually, it started off with people who didn't quite believe that. You look at every major revival, you'll find that religious people got convicted first. That's just the truth. Everybody that came from a different uh, denomination stand up. And we don't think we can reach other people that believe in this. Oh, hallelujah. We're about to have, I'm wrapping it up. I, I don't know how long I've been. We, we're about to have call to war. And I believe that we're going to have revival in, in the United States of America. That one of the, the biggest demons that we're going to have to defeat is the, the, the spirit of religious tradition. You've heard it before. And religious tradition is not just among the Pentecostals and the apostolics. It has this whole nation under its grips and can you imagine when we begin to pull down those strongholds I'm not saying everybody who believes something different are going to be impacting the reach but I believe that God is going to give us revival among some people who don't quite have it right and maybe we're going to be able to get through to those people now that they can see we must needs go through Samaria we need to stop trying to go around people Amen. Why don't we just lift up our hands and begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. God, give us revival, oh Lord. Give us boldness that we, Lord, would not turn and, 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 and go outside of the limits of, of the Samaritan people, those who don't believe it quite like we do, those who are half Jews, those who have it half right, those who believe in the same father but don't have the same mother. Father, send us, Lord, through. Come on, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.